Welcome to CyberCast. I'm your host, Nikki Henderson. The Navy is working on multiple projects that will put the service one step closer to adopting and implementing 5G. But keeping a close eye at the security risks at play with the new capability remains a top priority. Michael Galbraith, Chief Digital Innovation Officer with the Navy, is looking at ways to mitigate any vulnerabilities. An integrated product team for 5G is actively trying to connect the dots across the Navy's landscape and modernizing the services networks. Galbraith speaks with me in depth about the Navy's opportunities for 5G and cybersecurity efforts around it, including the role Zero Trust plays in reducing the security risks. I'm Mike Galbraith. I am uh, the Chief Digital Innovation Officer for the Department of the Navy. I work um, out of the Don CIO office uh, underneath the Secretary of the Navy. So we're responsible for uh, you know, the entire IT landscape for the Navy and the Marine Corps and provide that oversight. And I specifically am responsible again for digital innovation and that, you know, that can mean pretty much anything uh, that, that we wanted to, I guess. But uh, you know, I'm responsible for the emerging technology lines uh, within the Department of Navy, one of those being 5G, but also AI, uh, quantum computing. Uh, we're looking at our uh, different ways to modernize our network as well. So just as we modernize, innovate, and defend our networks and our systems and all of our IT assets, you know, I'm, I'm looking, helping the teams look at uh, new ways to do that and take, you know, innovation and commercial capabilities and make sure that they're ironclad enough to be used in Department of Defense for the Navy. Great, great. Well, today our conversation will focus on 5G and the potential risks associated with it. So I just want to start off um, by asking you, what is the Navy doing to assess and identify the security risks posed by 5G? Yeah, so it's a um, good question and it's an important question. You know, it's a, one of our, our biggest priorities and just a, a basic fundamental task within uh, you know, the Don CIO office to ensure that we have the right controls and security standards and, um, you know, ensure that we're compliant to support all of our uh, systems and capabilities. And with regards to 5G, uh, we're, we're taking the opportunity to, uh, of all the pilots and experimentation being done uh, in the Department of the Navy and the USD R&E pilots uh, that we have uh, uh, been working on to evaluate the 5G security landscape, mitigate vulnerabilities, because it's a, it's a mandate for the country. It's a mandate for the technology. It's new, um, you know, 5G itself is, uh, is an open standard. So the White House and the Congress have mandated that we, we uh, look at mitigating those security vulnerabilities. And we're taking the opportunity again for those, those pilots and, and experiments to evaluate the security landscape with, in partnership with the other groups in DOD, first and foremost. So USD, R&E, I mentioned that the Air Force and the Army and the Navy is a very collaborative group in our implementations of 5G. And, that, and that's true across you know, all the federal agencies. 
you know, we're being supported and guided by uh, the work that NSA and, and CISA are doing, DNI. And, you know, within the individual tranches and, and experiments, we're leveraging our partners uh, in industry uh, and academia to look at the different types of 5G architectures and implementation models, identify gaps in the, in the 3GP uh, security standards. Um, you know, we're looking at, at the supply chain itself and the entire ecosystem of that supply chain around 5G. Um, and we have established a, uh, within the dawn, I've established an IPT, an integrated product team for 5G that, you know, is connecting the dots across the, the landscape, across our commands, our warfare centers, our, our research labs, plus each of the individual pilots uh, that, are, that are going on and um, working closely with uh, the DOD 5G cross-functional team and security working group. So uh, again, imperative that, that we understand the vulnerabilities associated with 5G and then mitigate those appropriately, just like any other new, new technology. Of course, of course. Can you outline the Navy's plan for adopting and implementing 5G? Yeah, sure. Again, uh, we have a series of pilots that, and experiments that we are running that, uh, you know, we put together, you know, we, we uh, just back up that, that strategically, when we look at 5G, um, you know, our first order of business is just to modernize our network. You know, 5G is, is more, faster, better, right? You know, it, 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 it's a faster network capability. It, it allows for more devices, um, you know, to be attached, and and the capacity and bandwidth uh, capabilities are there, and it's and it's more stable. So than than traditional three G or or Wi Fi and some other capabilities. So so modernizing our network, leveraging that five G capability is is number one. Two is to, to put that commercial infrastructure in place and uh, throughout the Department of Navy and take that commercial infrastructure and apply commercial and industry solutions for benefits. So um, the best example of that are the, the very first two tranches that we have run, one in uh, Navy Base Coronado, second in uh, Marine Corps Base Albany where we put smart warehouse capabilities in place. So just as industry is leveraging 5G and in their factories and their distribution centers, we're doing the same thing within the Department of the Navy and, and evaluating those capabilities, putting products in place to figure out how we integrate those in, and adopt that at scale. The next probably big strategic environment is is, is how we take that commercial infrastructure, begin to start to apply it for, you know, war fighting and readiness capabilities. So, uh, you know, a good example of that would be uh, what we're doing in our pilot in Norfolk, where we've got pier side and shipboard um, experiments going on to implement 5G. Um, and when you think about, you know, a ship, lots of, metal uh, and, and the complexity of, 
of implementing 5G strategically on a ship's hard. Same with pier side connectivity when a ship comes into a shipyard. Same is true then uh, to integrate um, those 5G capabilities into our backend networks, whether they're legacy networks or new, integrating that in with our Internet of Things and those, those edge networks and tactical networks to create a, a mesh, you know, and then starting to look at again how 5G begins to intersect with other technologies and capabilities to drive, uh, um, you know, more tactical warfighting applications, uh, UAV and, uh, you know, unmanned autonomous vehicles, uh, et cetera. So that's strategically what we're doing. And we're walking those pilots and experiments towards those higher end strategic goals. Do you have any concerns surrounding cybersecurity and its connection to 5G? So, I mean, I, we in the Department of the Navy and me, myself, I, I have lots of concerns around uh, cybersecurity, cyber terrorism. You know, 5G is just, you know, another network capability that we need to protect. And, and again, where we're at and um, in our implementation plans, there's, uh, we're going through that fundamental review and look at how we mitigate uh, threats. So, you know, there's some foundational capabilities that, uh, foundational things that we need to do, tasks that we will need to uh, ensure are in place, um, the right controls. Um, the thing that's a little different about 5G is just the, uh, you know, the core nature of the new radio architecture um, so there is uh, methods for us to, again, mitigate those risks and threats. You know, 5G is a software-defined network capability, so there's a variety of, you know, inherent potential risks and threats. Uh, I think anybody can go out to, you know, some of the guidance that's provided by CISA and, and the NSA on, on what might be a problem. Uh, again, one of the reasons that we are very uh, uh, taking a very, let's say cautious, but a very methodical and deliberate uh, look at security. Um, and it's a big focus for us um, based on, you know, the inheritance of uh, potential open source, the abilities of, of network slicing that, you know, 5G provides uh, and just again, the new requirements and specifications that, uh, you know, are just challenges to security in general. Well, what role does Zero Trust play in mitigating the security risks associated with 5G? So, um, you know, Zero Trust architectures at the at the foundation of our strategy moving forward to defend, you know, again our networks and all of our IT assets, our users. So our zero trust architecture, they're my perspective of zero trust architecture can break down to three basic components. Um, the identity and identifying who the user is and securing that user. Uh, and within the Department of the Navy, we have a, a, a an ICAM, an enterprise ICAM stack that we put in place for, you know, managing 
identity, credentialing, and access management across the board. The second piece is, is to secure the device or the service that is uh, you know, trying to get on our network or access uh, a, a potential piece of data, system, document, whatever. Uh, and again, that, uh, that device management, that endpoint security and that services uh, security is embodied in how we uh, have put that I, ICAM stack in place, how we, um, uh, the capabilities that we have in place to ensure our endpoint security, our perimeter security of our networks. And then finally, um, and I lump a whole bunch of stuff into the stuff category. So, you know, we need to secure and, and manage the, the data that we have, the application systems, the, the content in our repositories, et cetera. And that also, that, that data tagging and labeling capability, that data management uh, and security is another, um, you know, layer of, of security and, and cyber management that, that we uh, are putting in place in the Navy. So, and all of that, you know, is surrounded by some basic operational discipline you know, ensuring that we have the proper encryption in our security enclaves, ensuring that, you know, we're patching our systems, you know, and good cyber hygiene in place, that we are logging and monitoring all the activity and just basic IT security and, and, and again, cyber hygiene and how we uh, accredit our systems. Um, you know, so those things together, you know, provide um, the foundation for that zero trust architecture and 5G needs to fit into that. I wanted to ask you, what do you think uh, federal agencies should do to better protect their data as they prepare their networks for 5G capabilities? Yeah, so I am new to the government. I'm new to the uh, Department of Defense. I've only been here about two and a half years after a, a long career in uh, in industry and in IT. So I can't speak to a lot of federal agencies and understand what they, they do today, but I can speak to the Department of the Navy and just some of maybe a little bit broader in, in DOD. And what I just went through with regards to, um, you know, zero trust, um, it's absolutely on the, on that agenda and what we need to do. You know, we need to secure uh, our users, manage our identity. We need to, you know, understand our assets. So, uh, what assets do we have? What is the IT asset management lifecycle for, you know, a server or a laptop or a mobile phone or a network switch? Where is it at? How is it secured? How is it managed? How is it patched? When is it no longer supported and, and end of life? So that, that uh, technical refresh and uh, avoiding um, a buildup of technical debt over time um, is critical. And, and again, understanding our data is also, uh, I think, critical. Understanding 
what about the data it needs to be secured, how it needs to be secured, who owns it, what, what standards are there, uh, ensuring that it's accurate. Uh, you know, the quality of that data is important to the security of it as well. So ensuring that it's complete, it's accurate, it's timely, uh, it's linked. Um, it, you know, it can be, you know, ensuring the interoperability of that data is important to the security. And when I, when I talk about data, not necessarily just the, the data in our, you know, our systems and applications, but the, the data that, that runs the business of IT and that is in our enterprise information domain and that IT landscape. And, um, you know, those would be some of the, the key things that I see that need to happen broadly across the, uh, across the board and, and to modernize uh, our systems and applications, consolidate those into uh, less, you know, so reduce that, that cyber landscape that we have, consolidate our old legacy networks, because um, that's where vulnerabilities will be, that's where, where costs are high, that's where, you know, maybe we don't have uh, as many people with the skill to support that old legacy hardware, that old legacy network. Uh, so maybe it's not getting the attention that it needs. So continuing to keep current, continuing to keep uh, all of our vulnerabilities mitigated that we're aware of um, and, and reduce that footprint and landscape. Critical to uh, continuing to have good cyber capabilities in place. This was a, a great conversation. Uh, you explained things uh, very well, broke them down where they they were not confusing. Um, it made perfect sense. So I really appreciate that. And um, I really also appreciate you taking out time to speak with me today. I know you're probably super busy. So um, thanks for taking time to speak with me about this very important and popular topic. 5G is really um, gaining momentum. And so... Mm -hmm. Everyone's talking about it. So I really do thank you for that. So, and it was very nice meeting you and I hope that you have a wonderful afternoon. You too, take care. Cybercast along with GovCast and HealthCast is a production of GovCIO Media and Research. For more podcasts and to check out the other shows, head to govciomedia.com. Watch out for new episodes released every Tuesday and Wednesday across our shows. You can follow all of them in your favorite podcast platform. And if you like what you heard, make sure to let us know by leaving a review. And if you have any topics you think we should look into, contact us at newsletter at gcio.com. 